Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. What's happening, Derek? Not much, man. Yeah, happy to be back. I, I'm still recovering. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Um, we're back in the studio, and oh, it's been a little while. But uh, joining us this evening is John Van Berger. Yeah. How's it going, John? All right. How are you guys doing? Not too shabs. You're yeah. uh, recovering from your uh, Erie Canal trip? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's had plenty of <laughs> yeah, time and, to recover. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's been like a little over a month now. So, yeah, getting in the swing of things. And I've taken a couple of small trips here, which has been kind of nice. And, uh, yeah, yeah, just kind of getting back in that normal routine of things. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make the normal routine good things, so though. You know what I mean. <laughs> Did you yeah. get back in time? Talk about the days of you know laundry and and dishes and you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get back in time to hear your your neighbor mow the lawn a couple more times? <laughs> you know, I don't think I have heard them. Oh no, no, that's not true. I have, I have. One of them picked up some kind of new lawnmower that's extraordinarily loud. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, so I got that. The I old... did hear that one the other day. Tim the Toolman Taylor lawnmower. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's diesel. Yeah. It's got a Hemi on it. <laughs> um, yeah, we so last last week's episode was our big three hundred and we were actually in the back country. Uh yeah. we, we took all our gear and threw it in a bag and threw it in a barrel and threw it in the canoe and threw that all in the water and paddled back country. Uh just did one big convoluted portage with it all yeah because there's a portage <laughs> and then about a third of the way through this one and a half kilometer portage you could put into this pond it's beaver and pond. then paddle the beaver pond then had to go it was was that like a six foot high beaver dam oh no like so the the one in the, the middle of the portage. Oh, the one in the middle of the portage. Yeah. yeah, that one was about yeah five or six feet. Yeah. But then along the left side of that, on the way in, that was like a good ten oh, yeah. foot drop. We thought that because coming in, we thought that was riverbank. And yeah, it wasn't. And but you got close enough. You look over the edges, like, and it was like 150 feet long. So if that yeah. whole thing went, woo, <laughs> that, that that beaver dam was no longer. Her beaver pond was no longer a beaver <laughs> pond. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I was, I just looked over the edge of that and it was, seems like the beavers had used a, a row of, uh, of shrubs to build against. And, uh, so it, you looked over the edge and it was a long way down. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, pretty shocking to see how high you're sitting up and just thinking if that thing went, I'm getting washed into all those trees down there. <laughs> <laughs> There was an beavers on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an awful lot of beaver um, lodges and oh, dams and, and everything in that area. Yeah, like, there must be a really healthy population of beavers. Oh there. yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, and then so we had to portage around that, and then we got to the end of the pond, and it was only about a another hundred meters or so to the actual Sheldon Lake. So that wasn't too bad. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't bad. It was uh, the the it was a uh, very it, the portage was made easier because of the hard work of the beavers. So the beaver dam uh, dams shortened that portage by at least half. Oh yeah, easy. So, yeah, so instead of a fourteen hundred meter, we had a seven hundred meter portage, and uh, so <laughs> they they helped out a lot. Yeah, and, thanks uh, beavers. Yeah. And then for the for the rest of the weekend, we just kept visiting Beaver Dam after Beaver Dam the whole mm -hmm. weekend, and there was tons of them. Yeah, yeah. So, and we did see some beavers. We heard them chewing at night. We heard them dropping trees at night. They were very, very busy. So, uh, it was, and the, uh, the coyotes as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't hear them in the. Uh, the recording no, last week. if we had a like you said, you had a directional boom mic. Would mm -hmm. that would have that could have picked them up? Yeah. So it was pretty exciting to hear them, and it was two packs. And so there was uh, one near the portages and one off near the hike that we did. And uh, and they were very active, mm -hmm. like all night long and most of the day. It was just every once in a while they just explode and all these yips and howls. And so it sounded like they must have got a kill or something, right? Yeah. So it was pretty exciting. It was really neat. Yeah. Well, it was, <laughs> you know what? It was it was a nice sort of end of season yeah, trip in. It, yeah. was, it was a bit chilly in the evenings and... 
a bit cold at night, the first couple of nights. Yeah. But then it got warmer the, ne- the last couple yeah, of Yeah, the temperature improved a lot. No yeah. rain. Uh, yeah, which was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it was- I actually got a bit, got a bit of color. I got, yeah, I got yeah. back and Siobhan says, oh, you got some sun. My yeah, whole face huh. was browned and it was like, oh, I guess I did. <laughs> I've been, I've been paddling since what, May? And it took me till November <laughs> to get, get a, a sunburn. <laughs> 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 well, Mike, Mike had made comments about, uh, oh, should we invite Sean? Cause he might bring the curse of, of rain. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. But, uh, no, no rain. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, some wildlife and exploring, and it was nice to sit around with a bunch of guys that you know we've been we've all been paddling together yeah. on and off for years. Yeah, you know, and uh, uh, I, I must have Mike and I must be going on twenty years at least. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's that's pretty cool. Um, and then yeah, and then ended up uh, coming out was. Nice day to, to paddle out. No wind, no yeah, nothing. Yeah, it was beauty. Absolutely beautiful day. So, uh, John, you've been out paddling. Yeah, yeah. I got out uh, last. I guess is uh, weekend before last. I got down to Mirror Lake State Park here in Wisconsin. Yeah, and uh, first time I've ever been there, so that was kind of nice. Oh, uh, regular canoe trip or what? It was uh, actually, we just go down, um, went to the state park and uh, just to kind of go camping. And uh, I took my kayak with me. Jan and, and Gaia, our dog, came down as well. Okay. And uh, it's the first time we've been able to get out together camping for a while. So that was really nice. And uh, I brought my kayak just so I could get out and do a little bit of paddling. And and I'm so glad I did because it was it was just gorgeous. It was just beautiful down there. So just the kayak, so Jan didn't go paddling? No, no, she stayed back. It, it's hard with uh, with uh, with our dog oh, okay. to do that, and, and her health now is not so good, so uh, we kind of have to have somebody with her all the time. So, oh, got it. So she yeah. stayed back at the campsite when I went out. And, okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So you said you didn't bring a stove or anything, you, so you it wasn't cold enough that you warranted bringing a wood stove or anything for your... Temps. Yeah, yeah, it was it was actually the the temps were really moderate and uh a little coolish at night, uh down towards freezing but not below and and you know it was perfect paddling weather so it'd get up into you know 50s or 60s Fahrenheit during the day. And uh yeah, it was great and so go out paddling. I will say though, I was impressed. There was one guy out there so the the air temp was 60 Fahrenheit, you know, 65 Fahrenheit. Water was cold, and this guy was out there on a stand-up paddleboard in a pair of shorts, and that was it. That's the spirit. <laughs> That's impressive, dude. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but he's one of those, you know, young guy in good shape and everything, and so, you know, you know for sure hypothermia will get him if he falls in the water, whereas, you know, I'm very well insulated, so, you know, it's okay if I go over <laughs> So you, you took your uh, snow tracker. Yeah, I took the snow tracker down. It was uh, pretty great. Uh, we had a they they have now closed off most of the nat- or state parks, and so they'll leave you know anywhere from six to you know probably fifteen sites open. And we were in uh, an electrical site or what you call the hydro sites. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we were. Uh, we were in one of those. We ran a little heater over there just to take a little bit of the chill out. But yeah, it was great. It was it was just perfect weather. Yeah, that's what we found. Is like during the day you were fine, and then as evening fell, you put the hoodie on, and then right. the later into the night it got, then maybe a bit of a heavier jacket on yeah. top of that, and then once you snuggle in your sleeping bag at night, oh yeah, it was comfortable sleeping. Yeah, I was I was yeah. warm each night. I I didn't have yeah. any issue with being cold at night. I just need a thicker yeah. thermorest, I think. <laughs> I think my my hips. What are you? What are you? Although I got I got an older thermorest. It's only about an inch thick. Okay. So I think I need one that's about a foot. <laughs> 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 a foot thick. Uh, I I I sleep on my sides now, and my one hip 
I find if I'm sleeping on it too long, it, it affects. Yeah. It starts to get sore. You're getting and old. Then, yeah, it's that elderly yeah. thing going <laughs> on. This is old people conversation now. Can we talk about my medications next? <laughs> hang on, hang on. I got a new walker I want to tell you boys about. <laughs> it goes zero to two <laughs> in five minutes. <laughs> uh, I'm becoming my grandfather. When did that happen? <laughs> yeah. No longer becoming my father and my grandfather. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, it's just, yeah, I, I've always said if, if I ever need a replacement of something, it's going to be like my left hip, (laughs) you know, I mean, that's, yeah, it's been an issue for a couple of years where just not right off the bat, but, uh, like we did that long hike, uh, and then sleeping on it all weekend and just up and down rocks and, you know, so about day three or so. It's just like oh, yeah. I'm starting to get that little twinge, and once you get the twinge, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was I was feeling it after that twenty kilometer hike. Yeah, how long was that hike? What 50, oh. 50 60 kilometers? It was something like that. Yeah, it had to be at least a hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was brutal. Is that kilometers or miles? Yeah, yeah it seemed like about one hundred and twenty miles for sure. <laughs> Each way. Yes. Uphill. <laughs> good thing the snow didn't start. <laughs> it's a good thing it was an ice hike because it yeah. was, uh, my body was not used to it. it it's, uh, I don't know what it was. It was just late in the season. I don't know. Well, it was the fact that we never knew when we were actually there. I know. It's like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? It was like, and at one point when we thought we were halfway, we we're only like less than 10% mm-hmm. of the way or something. It's like, how long is this thing? I had my GPS on my phone, which is usually pretty good. Yeah. But for some reason it wasn't moving properly. It wasn't connecting. Yeah. It, it was, <laughs> it was sporadic. So, which is odd because everything else seemed to be working, but. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you were doing some paddling, you were doing some hiking down there. Yeah, uh, yeah we did some hikes as well and. Of course, we didn't hike 120 miles like you because, you know, we're, we're not that tough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and, you know, we figured out, too, that if we're going to do something that, you know, might cause pain and suffering to our hips, for example, um, we decided to drive down to a metery. And so we lubricated our our joints with some <laughs> mead. Now, spell that out because it sounded like you said meatery. A meadery. <laughs> yeah. A mead. M E A D. Mead. And the actual name of the meadery is uh, the Mead King. It's in uh, Rock Springs, Wisconsin. And uh, so that was kind of nice. So we decided we'd go down there. They're only open on the weekends. Meads made so from we... like honey? Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I always thought so, mead uh, was thick. No. No. Sweet. No. Um, yeah. I knew it was made from honey, fact, but I there's... thought it was thicker. Yeah, they have it's actually kind of a very light mouthfeel with some of the meads that they had, and they had some sizers. Um, so yeah, so it, that was kind of nice, and uh, you know, then uh, went back and did a little bit more hiking. And um, tell us about the yeah. wildlife you saw. Wildlife, well, you know, actually there there was very little wildlife except the morons in the next campsite. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was two <laughs> things you saw. Yeah, yeah, on the way home. But I, I do have to ask this. This and you know, with the odds, they have a campsite, and you, it's a, it was in a ring circle, and it was quiet. And by like six o'clock, like every campsite around there had a little fire going. And it was just people hanging out, you know, except the campsite next to us, <laughs> packed with people, and loud as hell and stereo going. It's like, how does that always happen to me? You know. Got to figure out. There's got to be some nicer guy. (laughs) (laughs) It always happens, though. You know. Um, No, driving home. Yeah, driving home was really cool. Um, As we were we were coming down the road, and and I was I was just about to turn into a corner, and Jan goes, "John, look!" And she's like, "The deer!" And I look over off the side of the road, and, and and kind of. It's a little bit back in near some woods, and there's an albino deer walking along the edge of the woods. That's amazing. How um, cool is that? I've never seen one in all the years I've been up here, and 
out in the woods and, you know, hiking and camping and hunting and everything else, I've never seen an albino deer. That's so pretty cool. It was, it was really cool, actually. And, you know, watching, and it was right at the point, sun, the sun had just gone down. Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, still a little bit light out. And so it, it was just at that point, though, where you could just see it um, as it was walking through there. It was just almost like it was illuminated. It was, wow. it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, so that was really neat. And then um, we had at sunset, uh, as we were passing down through Sand Hill, we drove by Sand Hill on the way home, which is that wildlife area I've talked about before on the podcast. There was uh, the bison herd was up near the fence. And it's got a, I think it's got like a 10 foot fence around the entire thing. Right. And the, a lot of times you just don't see them. And uh, even if you go inside, it's hard to see them because the, the paddock area that they're in is, is huge mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of, you know, trees and everything else. So they're, it's, you know, it can be hard to see them and they were right out next to the road. And uh, with this amazing sunset in the background, it was just stunning. It was just beautiful <laughs> to see. It, it's cool to see them. Uh, we were, when we lived out in Saskatchewan, we went down through North and South Dakota and Theodore Roosevelt National Park is out there and they yeah. have these big roaming herds. Uh, mm-hmm. Mind you, this was back at the end of the eighties, I guess it was. Um, mm-hmm. And even back, I got to think they're bigger now, but like there was hundreds of them in these herds that you just, you'd be driving by and you'd see them along the hills and and then you'd see like you say some of them a bunch of them up by the the fences and stuff and they're mm-hmm. huge yeah oh big animals. Yes. they're huge Eddie. yeah they're big animals yeah yeah it was it was great to have, you know it's it's rare to see them out there but uh to see them with that sunset in the backdrop it was just like wow so i got out and took a few photos and and uh ugh, stunning just stunning awesome so Mirror Lake uh, State Park, great place to to uh, go then? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't go there in summer, to be quite honest. No? Uh, no, I think it's I think it would be just jam-packed. And uh, it's right in central Wisconsin. It's right near the Wisconsin Dells, the big resort area. So right. uh, it would be, you know, it would be full up. It would be like, every site would be like the people next to me. Um, <laughs> it's so... But off season, yeah, definitely we'll go back there again. Um, you know, I, I've that's you can see the you can see Mirror Lake itself from the interstate, and it, it's way down. So as you're driving across the bridges, the interstate bridges, you can kind of look down and just barely see a little bit of the lake these days. And since I was a kid, you know, when when I lived in Illinois, and we would come up here on the weekends. Um, I always wanted to go there, and for some reason, it just never happened. And so for basically driven past this for over 50 years and, uh, you know, it's finally got there. So yeah, it was great. It was, it was cool. And it was cool to be on the water looking up at those bridges, you know, um, to see them from the other side. All the bridges yeah, that you always drive across, but never seen yeah. from below. Right. Right. We had that with, uh, Kakabika Falls. Oh, okay. Every time we, we traveled across the country. We passed mm-hmm. Kakabika Falls and never stopped in. <laughs> and then I would have been in my mid to late 20s. And we were heading out to Calgary to my brother's wedding. And I was driving. And we were coming up to Kakabika Falls and I put the blinker on. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody goes, what's going on? <laughs> we pulled on in and everyone's like, wow. How have we never stopped to see this before? <laughs> well, yeah. you know, because with that, it was point A to point B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no stopping. Right. You know? Right. I hope you went yeah. B before we left. Because <laughs> we're not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, Let's talk about the outdoor kind for a momento. All your right. Erie Canal trip. You you're you've put together a presentation. Yeah, we're going to do a, a another end of year fundraiser. Last year we did it with the wildlife presentation, mm-hmm. uh, wildlife photography, and this year it's going to be on the Erie Canal. Uh, it will, you know, we've talked about the trip on here. Yep. But this will be this will be in a little bit different in that. Well, a the the whole thing will be 
uh, presented with photos and video. Um, I'll have some of the, a little bit more of the interesting history that we didn't talk a lot about uh, on here, talk about my experiences with it, and, you know, some of the things that we definitely didn't talk about, um, you know, cyber stalkers, um, <laughs> the full experience of the, you know, the drug deal gone bad at Lock 20, because we, we didn't really cover what, what a lot of what happened there. Yeah, paddling and, uh, so be, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and we will have photos of that, too, um, <laughs> which which now means we'll raise zero money. Funding. <laughs> no, uh, pe- people will send you money not to post those photos. <laughs> good point. That's the way to market this. See, I'm there Dear for Internet. Money. That's right. I will post new photos unless. <laughs> so if you don't get a ticket for this, everyone that's listening, just remember, don't open <laughs> any messages from me after Wednesday, December 15th. <laughs> Now, um, talk about the, you know, gear that we used out there and just, you know, for people that would like to try it, um, you know, what what they should take, considerations. So uh, we're going to do this on Wednesday, December 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then like last year's event, we'll keep it online for probably this time, probably a month just because of the holidays and everything. So, So if you can't catch it live, you'll be able to see it later. And, uh, you know, uh, $5 a person, and uh, that money goes to the Outdoor Kind. If you don't know um, what the Outdoor Kind is, it is a small family-owned business, and what we do is educational outreach and uh, safety presentations and such. So um, the money will go to, all the money goes to the Outdoor Kind. We don't take any money out of it, personally. We don't take an administration fee, anything like that. So uh, this will go straight to the outdoor kind. So cool. we'll have um, we'll have some packages available too, with like shirts and stickers, and you know, and the presentations. So uh, yeah. So if uh, if you have any inclination on December fifteenth, we'd sure like you to join us. Um, you know, we're still not able to go out and present, you know, where I can get honorariums or we can take donations. So right now, you know, we're just scraping by, to be honest. I mean, you know, COVID is is still really taking the legs out of, of what we do. Mm-hmm. So um, if, you know, if you can help out, we'd sure appreciate it. And, uh, you know, just $5 per person, too. So that's that's not a bad thing. You're uh, going to put a little uh, social media posting out that we can share? Yes, absolutely. Yep, we'll Perfect. have stuff on that, and yeah, yeah. So, and it should be fun. I mean, it was a, you know, it was an interesting trip. Even when it was a bad trip, it was an interesting trip. You know. So, <laughs> speaking uh, of, yes, <laughs> have you gotten any feedback from the Erie Canal at all? Yeah, about In terms takeouts of- and stuff like that. No, I I haven't talked with them about that. I'm I'm going to. Um, I believe that Jeremy has. I'm going to be interviewing uh, Jeremy Kosis, who I had mentioned here is the the young guy that hiked it, paddled it, and biked it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the only triple end to ender, and um, so I'll be interviewing him for the Outdoor Kind podcast. I know that he had put together a lot of things for them, so I just kind of wanted to talk with him first, see what he had given them, then I'll contact them as well. Right. So, but yeah, there. The, I will make a pitch to remove a couple of. Um, of you know uh some of those put in locations to remove a few of those um particularly the one at uh what was it lock 18 that's where it was right next to that uh to that spillway right <laughs> as you know that that one's that one's just downright dangerous so awesome yeah, yeah. all right yeah when you get uh, your social media postings and that about the um the fundraiser definitely let us know and we'll we'll throw it up on our social media as well to so people can can uh, get their tickets and uh, watch the show. Cool. Thanks. Um, what do we got else here? Derek. Yes. Tell us about what happened down in Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yes. So this was uh this is a sad event for the paddling community and uh so it uh these two gentlemen they were paddling uh, it was a 
it was sort of a late season trip. Uh, it was in September. They were paddling uh, Shushan Lake in Yellowstone National Park. And so this is, uh, you, you, when you talk about the paddling community, it's like, it's it kind of, it's kind of a bigger family. Like everybody kind of pulls for each other. And, and uh, when you lose a member of that community, it, it's it's noticed by everyone. So uh, we I've seen quite a bit of stuff online uh, recently over over this uh, event. So uh, these, uh, these two river guides, they've spent uh, most of their careers as uh, river guides or rangers. Um, and uh, so Mark O'Neill, 67 years old, and Kim Crumbo, 74, they were uh, canoe packing or on a canoe packing trip in Yellowstone National Park. And uh, unfortunately, they got uh, caught up in a uh, early season uh, snowstorm with uh, high, high winds and... Uh, and uh, so they uh, they never made it back from their trip. So the the community has uh, pulled together, and uh, they're noticing the loss of one of their two of their members. That was these guys spent a lot of time uh, guiding on the uh, Colorado River and, uh, and Grand Canyon and, and stuff, right? So uh, so the uh, I don't they know, began I, guiding in the seventies. Yeah, they they began guiding a long time ago. So the the two of them made uh, made their life of it. They were they what they call watermen right mm-hmm. so they spent their life uh everything to do with the water and they were part of uh rescue teams and uh and uh and so on so they've they made it their life they've uh they began guiding in the 70s and they did a lot of uh extensive trips and uh and so it's one of these uh one of the, this kind of the kind of people that uh, they call watermen that they, they you know they spend their life doing this kind of thing right well and this kim crumbo uh, he did two tours in Vietnam as a Navy SEAL. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, and then he was home in running the rivers in Utah by 71. Um, you know, he's, he's apparently he was quite the tough guy, and but really nice. Um, and there was a story about him they were, they were talking about. Oh, with the, the Falcon the or The Peregrine something? Falcon. Yeah. Uh, they were listed as endangered, less than 30 breeding sites in the canyon. And they found one that was injured, and he called in a helicopter um, <laughs> to airlift this this falcon out, and they gave him a big hassle about it. In the end, he won. Uh, it was uh, airlifted out and um, taken to, I guess, a vet or uh, a rescue center. Rescue center, yep. and they actually. Brought it back to health. Yeah, and, they rehab uh, the rehab bird, and he yeah. was released, and, and he was released. So this is this is a thing that he he, he respected the backcountry, he mm-hmm. respected the wildlife, and it was uh, part of his way of life. And uh, so he made his uh, he made his mark on the community and on the on on the backcountry, and uh, and he everything he did kind of showed the uh, his uh, his courageous and professionalism. Yeah, they and, they talk about their. Um, rescue skills yes and stuff like that as yeah. well uh again crumbo um jumping out of a helicopter into one of the big ra- rapids to help after one of their big rafting rigs flipped yep right and they say that's just a, a day in the life yeah yeah right um dedicated 20 years to conservation work with park services another 20 years to wilderness advocacy through rewilding institutes uh but yeah the whole thing of this is that it's really you, you start reading all the things people are saying, and you really notice it doesn't matter what you paddle. It is just like the paddling community is like a yeah. giant family. Yes, yeah. you know. And yeah. right down now, yeah. there's um, people down there are, are, are mourning the loss of, of two of their family members, which yeah. is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. And and if I can pull up the safety piece of this, and then mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to do that. You know that that where people afterwards will say, well, they didn't do this or they should have done this. All I'm going to say is when you have two people with this much experience and, you know, the, the lake took them. Yeah. It's yes. Like, it's just a thing. And you have to be so incredibly careful in the shoulder season. Exactly. Um, you know, you and just, you know, these, because two these very- guys were, there were two very experienced guys, and they're saying that with the conditions on this on Shoshone Lake, 
Like anybody who had gone into that water only had 20 to 30 minutes uh, before before hypothermia would take over. So it's it it has nothing to do with them being careless or reckless or whatever. It's just right. it was it was at conditions and a surprise early season snowstorm blew in, 45 mile per hour yep. winds. And, uh, and so it, uh, just goes to show that it, uh, sometimes it doesn't matter your experience level that, uh, sometimes, right. yep. uh, sometimes things are taken out of your hands. Right. Yep. And so it's always, you know, do what you can and, uh, in advance and, and, uh, we are all between swims. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So, and you know what, sometimes an accident is just an accident. Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, we talked about my big trip I, I wanted to do one day. Yes, yes, yes. Northernmost <laughs> point in Canada, the southernmost point in Canada. And then we found out there's another group that was sort of doing that, not quite as far. They didn't start all the way up. Uh, the Expedition ACOR. Uh, you can find them at expeditionacor.com. They went from Eureka on Ellesmere Island to Point Pelee in Ontario. Now, Point Pelee is the southernmost part uh, of uh, Canada. So they this we talked about this on another episode. They went from Eureka to Baker Lake Nunavut skiing on, on cross-country skis. Then they went from Baker Lake to Black Lake, Saskatchewan uh, by canoe. And then Black Lake... To Point Pelee by bike. Mm-hmm. November 8th, they dipped their toes in Lake Erie. Yep. They finished it. <laughs> Seven and a half months, 234 days, ski, kayak, bike, the 7,600 kilometers that separated Ellesmere Island and Point Pelee in southern Ontario. They say it's Canada's longest crossing in its north south axis with a total of 39 covered parallels. That's incredible. <laughs> All under human power. Yep. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they did say, uh, there was a couple of things here that they were saying. It says, let's be clear, there is nothing else to conquer or explore in these places other than yourself and your own limits as homo sapiens. The efforts we made to finish this expedition was relentless. Our expedition, however, had nothing superhuman. And I, I think that goes back to the Bob Henderson um, yes. thing, right? About people saying, oh, I'm Superman. And he still has people riled up on that. And, yeah, <laughs> I, I got to rally you up on that every so often. <laughs> These guys are sort of taking that view where there's nothing superhuman about this. There's no. nothing. It's you're, just a test of your endurance. Yeah. A transformative journey at the heart of one of the furthest regions on earth through creativity, patience, opportunity, team spirit. And let's be honest, a little bit of luck. We were able to solve all problems, overcome all the unexpected and face all the storms. We believe that modern expeditions have more to offer than a problematic and archaic narrative of conquering the territory. I like how they said that. Mm hmm. Uh, yep. when, when, when combining adventure, science, and education, we just hope that our expedition can bring a refreshing original perspective on what adventurers do. Here's imagining their next challenges and next journeys. Well stated. That's a, that's a pretty cool trip, man. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Mind you, it, it wasn't is. all by canoe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't all by water. But it was a, it was a territory in two yeah. provinces, seventy six hundred kilometers. Took them two hundred and thirty four days, and uh, three three conveyances: so ski, kayak, bike, and so that's that's incredible. And actually, they did a little tiny bit by plane, but that was because of yeah. the dangers of open water way up north and the and the ice meltout. So they there was a, a storm had blown in, and it was just it was simply unsafe for them to uh, cross by boat. And mm-hmm. uh, so they did get, I think it was only like 80 kilometer span Oh, yeah. Or something. Yeah, it was It was, it was just much. a little tiny bit. Yeah. But it was just because it was too dangerous. Yeah. Like there's too much yeah. risk to life to to uh, to challenge that. So, and, and like they say, it's, uh, 
it's it's modern expectation. It's, it's solving the problems, and it's not about conquering territory. Nope, not at all. Yeah. So it it's, was uh, so good for them. Congrats, guys. Yeah, and uh, woman. They, I like how they on their website they have that broken out. Forty-five percent of the trip by canoe. Mm-hmm. Thirty thirty-three percent by ski, and then twenty-two percent by bike. Only twenty-two um, percent by bike. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It seemed longer to me. I thought it was more by bike. And it's canoe or, it's, did they say canoe or did they say kayak? Canoe. Oh, it was canoe. It canoes. was canoe. Yeah, there it was canoe. In here, in your write-up, it says kayak. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, that wasn't me. That was them. <laughs> they made the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of the problem is that the, some of this stuff was translated from uh, French, French to English, English, yeah. Right? Get a little bit of Fringlish oh, going on. Fringlish. Cool. Um yeah, no, that's... Uh, that's quite the achievement. So when are we going to do it, John? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. When you want to do it? What do you do next week? I guess I guess the other... <laughs> the bigger question is how do we get the... What did you figure out it was going to cost? Uh, between two hundred fifty and $300,000. Okay. You figure out how to get that, and then I'll tell you when we'll go. <laughs> so if there's any bank robbers and safe crackers that listen to our podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please send me a DM. <laughs> be ever so grateful. Yes. <laughs> or if there's anybody that's just filthy rich, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. Watch, watch, wants to watch a bunch of idiots flounder around the far north. Yeah. Just yeah. throw a bunch of money at us. <laughs> oh, we're, yeah, we were tracking them, and uh, oh, they're, they're, they're going the wrong way. <laughs> well, they're only 1,100 kilometers south of uh, the North Pole when they started, right? Yeah. So I'm sure before we reached the North Pole, we would realize, <laughs> you would hope. These guys keep going in circles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there's some rich guy going, well, I'll write that off on my taxes. <laughs> there's that money down the old tubes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's take a quick break here, and when we come back, we've got a couple other things to, to chit-chat about. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So, there's a lot of contests and stuff going on right now. Yes. Uh, We've talked about Algonquin Outfitters, their 60th anniversary contest. It is almost over. Closes November 30th. So go to algonquinoutfitters.com, click the link to the contest page. There's 30 questions. Have you entered yet? I have not. Why not? (laughs) There's over 1,200 people that have already entered. Yeah? Yeah. There's 30 questions and all the answers can be found on the Algonquin Outfitters website. Chance to win $100, $250, $500, or a $1,000 gift card from Algonquin Outfitters. And you also have the chance to win the ultimate canoe trip package valued at over 900 bucks. Wow. Do you remember I had made that, uh, I posted that picture on our uh, Facebook page saying that if Marcus Rubino, if I had won that, if I win that, I was, yeah. getting, I was going to pay extra and have our buddy Marcus be our guide. And there was a picture somebody had posted, uh, like stick figure guys, 
of somebody portaging a canoe and somebody oh, yes, sitting yes. on top. Yeah. And I said, that would be me. Yeah. That's what I'm going to get him to do, portaging on. He'd be portaging the canoe and I'd be on top of the canoe getting the free <laughs> ride. When the plans were first drawn up to go to Queen Elizabeth II Wildlands Provincial Park. Yeah. Marcus was, hey, Supposed dude, if you, yeah, if, if you're available, we're going. Come on down. We'll go. He wasn't able to go. He had, he had some family functions to go to. I was going to get that photo made. <laughs> I was going to get my canoe, have Marcus stand under it, climb on top yeah. while people held it, yeah. and then have somebody ready with a camera. And as the guys holding it ran away, snapped the picture. <laughs> <laughs> That could have ended badly. It, oh, it could have ended 15 <laughs> ways from badly, buddy. But I had that on my my, my list of, uh, oh, come on, you got to show up. <laughs> to-do list. You got to show up my to-do list. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go to algonquinoutfitters.com and you have till November 30th uh, to answer the 30 questions, get your, your entry into the contest. It's big money, man. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of gear you could be buying. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should do like a Paddling Adventures radio contest, but do it like they set up on, on a lot of the, the shows now, where it's like, win Derek's money. <laughs> win Derek. Yeah. Win a book from Derek's book club. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You'll know it's brand new and never been read. <laughs> Derek will personally select a book from his shelf and, and meet up with you somewhere <laughs> and pass it off to you. Yeah, there you go. That'd be awesome. We ought to do that. No. Let's do let's do that. No. <laughs> Win your very own Derek Specht. No, no, not a doll, not an imitation. We're giving oh, now, Derek away. Now we're raffling off now Derek. We're raffling off Derek. And he comes with a book. <laughs> of which he won't read to you. That's cool. That's a great idea, John. No, it's not. See, we ought to be in marketing, John. We just got all these great ideas. We do. There, yeah. There's. I dispute that. I can't. I contest. There that, are. Some, uh, we've got some great ideas that we just can't disclose at this time or ever. <laughs> <laughs> because because the statute of limitations still yeah. hasn't run out on exactly some of those things that we tried. <laughs> um. So our buddy Evan Holt over at traversing.ca, he puts out his blogs and, and um, different uh, things on his website, talks about outdoorsy stuff. They have their, it looks like it's their, well, it's their 10th anniversary this year. And as the, as he says, the 2021 canoe season is starting to wind down. It's not over yet. There's still people, it's funny because there's still a lot of people out there paddling, posting pictures. He says, celebrate... Uh, choose your favorite photo to enter into their yearly photo contest. So they have a yearly, yearly, uh, um, paddling photo. The rules are simple. Contest is open to Canadian residents only. Sorry, John, not my rules. (laughs) (laughs) He's going through his photos already. (laughs) Photo must have been taken in 2021. There are no specifics as to what you have to submit. Send us your best photo of you or your family in a canoe, what you spotted while in your canoe, or even a snapshot of you portaging. Whatever you like, be sure to include where you were, too. Uh, It's always hard to choose, but send only one photo. So not like 7,000 photos. (laughs) Contest ends November 30th, just like the Algonquin Outfitters one. Uh, we will pick three lucky winners as first, second, and third place. This is a bit different. The first place winner will get to choose a single item from the prizes below, followed by second place and third place winners. So the prizes hmm. are a Recreational Barrel Works Inc. Tripper Pack, which is 70 liters. Hey, nice. Yeah. An autographed copy of Kevin Callan's Complete Guide to Winter Camping, 2nd Edition. And a Thermarest Airhead Light Pillow. Hmm. So, 
I've already got the autographed copy first edition of Kevin's book. Can I always use an extra <laughs> tripper pack? What name did Kevin put in my book when he signed mine? I think he called me Robert or Bob or something. He, I think he, he changes it. Does he still he, not? Does he, does he even no, remember I, your I real think, name? I, th- I think after about 10 years, I think he now finally knows my name. Smitty. <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced it was uh, Jim, like a, it was genuine Keith, at first, but now Bob, I think it's just a George running joke. Rufus, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that paddle radio guy, whatever he's, he is. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> so uh, yeah, go over to traversing.ca and um, submit uh, a photo into the yearly photo contest. Like I say, Evan's been doing this for ten years now. And uh, he's uh, got a lot of really useful information on, on his website. So go and check that out. So there's a couple of contests if you want to try winning stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe you win something and you pass it off as a Christmas gift. Oh, there you go. To your, to your favorite podcasting hosts. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, dude, it took <laughs> well, you too long. It well, because I thought long. I was supposed to give you something. <laughs> I included in a sec that you were well, getting everybody else to give us something. If somebody gives you the gift because you're their favorite, then, I then give you got to you. give it to me. <laughs> That's how it all works. <laughs> it's all about me. Um, One last, well, two last things, I guess. Um, spring is the time, which isn't even close yet. How long is it till spring? <laughs> Six months. November, December, January, February. Four we months. We haven't officially hit winter yet. Yeah. <laughs> Four months. Six months. It depends on where you are. Pick a latitude. That put us into Moose, May. Moose That's Moose already Moose season at that point. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> End of February through March, April, that's when all the big trade shows usually happen, yes. the paddle shows and stuff. This year passed, um, the majority of them, well, I guess they all, either didn't do or yeah. went virtual. Yes. Which was, was pretty cool. You know, it was nice that everybody was able to adapt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year coming, I think there's going to be a toss-up whether people... Do virtual, don't do, or do live in person. Uh, John, we we had received emails earlier uh, for about the Quiet Adventure Symposium. Uh, I haven't heard anything right. lately, but I, I assume it's still going virtual. Yes. Yeah, it will be virtual this year. Uh, it doesn't sound like they've got a, uh, a piece, you know, like... Uh, it doesn't sound like there will be some virtual and some in person or anything like that. It sounds like it will be completely virtual. So no trip to Michigan this year, Derek. No. Lissai. Lissai. I I like going down. To, I like going down there. It's a it's a great. Well, it's uh, a nice gig. Yeah, down there. a nice escape. Nice. And the rabbits. Yep. Yes, the rabbits. I miss the rabbits. <laughs> we all miss the rabbits. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the Quiet Adventure Symposium is going to be virtual again this year. I hope they do it like last year. It was nice because I think there was, if I remember correctly, it was like Tuesdays, Thursdays. Was there a Saturday? A weekend date? They're spreading it out. I think the final was, yeah. Yeah, they were spreading it out. Um, So, which was really cool because there was a couple nights where I wasn't available. Yeah. And then, but, so, the, but the next night, yeah. so it's like, okay, that's that's awesome. Sorry, there was one weekend I wouldn't have yeah. been available. But you could catch it live and you yeah. could watch it afterwards too, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, they had, uh, right. you, could, you could watch yeah. it afterwards. Uh, yeah. I hope they I hope they use that format again because that, that was really well done. Uh, especially the learning curve on it. So I think they'll, now that they know how to do it properly and make a couple of tweaks, I think it'll even be better this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I believe the, they're going with... Uh, with longer presentations this year too. Oh right, 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 right. So you can right. get into a, so you can get a little, a little bit more meat and in, you know into some of the, which is great for some of the you know like the trips that you may want to do or or gear specific or safety things where you can, you know. So I think they're going to have up to an hour per speaker this time. Right. Um, so. Yeah, that you know yeah because there are a couple of them that you're thinking oh, 
like to hear a little bit more on those. Half hour just yeah. wasn't correct. Doesn't yeah, seem agreed. to be be enough with some of the with some of the presentations. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then you get those safety ones. You know, safety third. <laughs> <laughs> safety third yeah. uh no so that that'll be cool that'll be cool uh get to at least an hour to some of those where it'll be awesome just to get all that extra oh kevin callen he'll be able to do like three hours yeah uh jerry vandiver and caitlin evanson uh mm-hmm. an hour of their music would be cool yeah and they're actually he posted something recently that they're getting ready for that. Yeah, so. yeah, they're yeah, recording they're and on new uh, songs for it. Yeah. yeah, that'll be perfect. Yeah. Um, the other big one that uh, was announced is Canucopia. Canucopia will be back in 2022, March 11th to 13th. Uh, now, in addition to being back in person at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison, Wisconsin, there will also continue to do the virtual option. So they're going to have like yeah. the virtual and the live and in yeah, person. If you're, yeah, you have a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Canucopia, the largest paddle sports consumer event in the world, more than 250,000 square feet of kayaks, canoes, stand-up paddle boards, outdoor equipment and clothing, over 180 seminars and clinics. You can learn about perfect gear for your style of paddling, develop skills to get you where you want to go, discover some of the many places to paddle. They have a lot of stuff. Now, this was this was last year. Um I was packed and ready to go. And there was a lot of rumblings that they were... Alan Drummond was already across the border in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. And the rumblings were they were closing the border. And I hemmed in a hod and I finally said, you know, I can't take a chance of not being able to come back. I called up the hotel. They said, we've already got a whole bunch of um, reservations. And I need to find the name of that hotel because they they it was like... They were good. No issues. Yeah. You know, like I, I would, I'm going to go They were very that. understanding. Yeah. They're, 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 well, they're the ones that are attached to the Alliant Energy Center. Okay. I would definitely book a room with them again. They were so, so nice and so um, customer service yeah. out the door or mm-hmm. out the window, like beyond. Yeah. Beyond. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I, I just called them up and said, you know what? They're talking about closing the board. I just can't. So I need to cancel my reservation. Yeah. Oh, no problems. We'll refund your, yeah, we understand. your all this, your credit card, everything like that. And I'm like, wow, didn't expect that. But And then, yeah, later that evening, um, I, I probably would have been either just before or just across the border. Yeah. And they were they borders it. closing. They called it. And yeah. like, oh, man. No, wasn't the border closing it was canucopia shutting down or oh sorry yeah canucopia yeah. shutting down canucopia and then the border shut down. after that yeah um but yeah so last year at this time all that just went whoop, and that was the start of everything too yeah. right and uh i was really looking forward mm-hmm. to going to that yeah you know uh we've been to, we was at one already the year before and so this year, for the ones that are doing um, live and in person, the COVID-19 protocol for the event. Canucopia will follow all CDC guidelines and Dane County mandates to ensure the health of our staff, exhibitors, and attendees. As of today, face masks are required for all public indoor gatherings. We will continue to update all participants to as to any changes in protocol for attending Canucopia. I'm Himen and Han. Um, <laughs> virtual Canucopia won't replace the energy that comes from person-to-person interactions, but we want it to be the next best thing. Last year's virtual event was a big success for the paddling community, so we decided to offer it again this year, which is really cool. I like that they're keeping this because even though they're having the the, um, in-person event, 
there's there's still a lot of people that can't get to Cornucopia. Yeah. You know, so this is just an right. extra bonus. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, to be able to sit at home for, I mean, like if somebody's in New York, you know, or somebody's in Vancouver, they're not driving to Madison, Wisconsin, you know, um, well, some of us would, but (laughs) (laughs) so they still get some of the benefit of being able to see the seminars and stuff like that. Presentations for the virtual event will be pre-recorded, so a virtual ticket will give you access to presentations long after the weekend, available for viewing for 90 days, which is awesome. It is, absolutely. Yeah. You've got up to 90 days to sit down in front of your computer, your TV, and and, and watch these. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So here's the question, fellers. With COVID and all that, how comfortable are you? Going to the in person, <laughs> not that comfortable just yet. I'd have to weigh. Thinking my... that this is in March, yeah, still four months away. Still four months away. They're calling. I don't want to get into all the COVID stuff, but they're no, no, but they are calling a new. Uh, they're calling a, a fifth wave coming at us very soon, and uh, so it's one of those things. It's uh, I'm double vaxxed, so I have minimal, you know issues but you know what what if suddenly the, you know they close the borders again and this that the other thing i don't know i i, I think i can wait another year john <sighs> see it's easier for john to decide because he's down he's there. right there he's right there but still yeah. it's it's uh well it's it's but it's not you know not the the border crossing part of it it's just you know um like i would love to be there with the booth and, you know, to to let people know what the Outdoor Kind's doing and about the podcast and all that fun stuff. Uh, I, I just don't know yet, right? Um, you know, and, and here in where I live now, and I'm north of Madison, but numbers are going up again here. And, uh, you know, in fact, uh, just found out today that one of Jan's co-workers' daughter got it. Uh, wow. And so, you know, so, I mean, yeah. I don't know yet. You know, I, I do like the system that they used um, last time that, um, you know, the online system that they used that was really cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's just going to come down to see where things are toward that time, you know? Yeah. And that's where I am right I mean, now. Yeah. I'm at the point where, I'm leaning more towards going, but mm-hmm. I won't be booking a ticket till the new year. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, be, it's right. closer, right. Closer, closer to the yeah. date. Yeah, um, booking a hotel, booking a ticket to to the show. Um, now it's not going to be as as last minute as last time. <laughs> hey guys, I just got some money. Who wants to go? It starts tomorrow. <laughs> and it's, it's a 13 hour drive. <laughs> Who's in? Let's go. You idiots. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, like I say, right now I'm just like, you know what? I want to go because I had, I had such a good time down there seeing all the yeah. stuff and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to buy a ticket, I think till, till the new year and see, see what's exactly happening, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and what the border, um, right. Instructions are. Yeah. Situation's going to be. Yeah. Huge. What do we, what yeah. do we got to do to cross yeah. and what do we got to do to come back? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be testing involved. There's yeah. I don't, be... you know, it's. Go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say, yeah, the who knows what the border situation will be by that point, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the, you know, making plans in the time of COVID can be a difficult thing. So, well, I guess we'll just play it by ear and see what happens after the the start of the new year. Yep. Well, the only thing you can do as well is whatever, if you do book something, like you're booking your hotel, you're booking a flight or... Ooh, right. ooh, 
if we're driving down, I got to get Kevin Callan to drive with us. He thought it was bad driving to Michigan. Wait till we drive to Madison, Wisconsin. It's going to be glorious. Yeah. yeah, he'd have fun. Oh, he would. He wouldn't know what to do with himself. Um, yeah, if you're if you're booking flights or you're booking uh, hotels or anything, then just make sure you get some cancellation insurance on it all because I think uh, – this will be a bit different than it was last time. Definitely. You know, like yeah. if they're, if they're saying they're having yes. it, yes. then, you know, you knew there, there's going to be COVID. So you can't cancel without penalties this time. Yeah. You know, right. so it'll be interesting to see, but, uh, yeah, keep an yeah. eye on, uh, the Canucopia website and, uh, Facebook page and stuff like that for, more updates, but as of right now, it's on. It's a go. It's on it's like Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, according to the amount of papers I've stacked over here, and I think that's it. That's it. John, you got anything else? Oh, should we talk no. about John being duped? 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 <laughs> duped? John was duped. Tell me about this duping. We, we duped him earlier. Well, we, we informed him of his duping, but... Of my dubiousnessness? His, his dubiousness. Dubiousness. <laughs> John was buying stuff from Moose Jaw. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was super excited because uh, some sales and some, uh, some really, some actually some higher end gear that I, that I wanted to pick up and then they have a moose jaw bucks that you get back. And it was like 30% of the purchase price for a new tent. I got back. So I was thrilled about this. So I got like a hundred dollars to use and my next order. And, uh, so I put in another order, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and then that, that special went off and it's, you know, like 10%. So it's kind of like REI. It's a little better than REI's uh, program. But, um, yeah, I didn't know who owned Moose Jaw. You were duped. <laughs> I, and you know what? <laughs> you thought you were buying it from a small-end retailer. I remembered yeah. that there was something about Moose Jaw when all that backcountry.com yep. stuff was yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, that big mess. And this mm-hmm. sort of just slipped under, and there was something about conglomerates and, you know, taking the mom-and-pop operations and... Yeah. So Moose Jaw was bought out, and who bought them, John? Walmart. <laughs> Walmart. So John's shopping at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> he bought a Lamborghini from Walmart. <laughs> yeah, I was a little... A little but, surprised by that. You know what? I mean, like, there's a lot of people that just hate Walmart. Yes. You know? They just don't know. The, but yeah. when you're getting that high price stuff and getting money back and discounts, and it's not actually coming from Walmart, per no. se. It's a subsidiary of Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still really top quality stuff that you're getting. Yeah. Does it really matter? Well, see, I think where where the bone of contention comes from is uh, you want to support the little guy. You want to support the mom and pop stores. Right. You want to buy local. You want to, yep. you know, you want to you want to put your money into your local community. And when it goes to Amazon or Walmart, it's it's going to the the big corporate uh, the rich guys. Yeah, the big guys. The you know the yep. the two hundred billion dollar uh, Richie Rich guy who. Uh, but if you can't get that stuff in your regular mom and pop store. Now, here's what I was kind of thinking is, is John was saying, oh, yeah, when you buy something, the more you buy is what is when he first explained it. Yeah. The more you buy, the more money you get off. If you buy enough, it's free. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Just load that crap up till you're sending it to me for free. (laughs) I got a dump dump truck pulled up to my house and just started loading stuff into my garage. And the dude handed me a check for 50 bucks at the end. (laughs) Oh, United States, I love you. (laughs) Yeah, apparently that's not how it works. 
That, no, no. That moose jaw fox is like our Canadian tire money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was duped. <laughs> There's a lot of duping going on. Yeah, yeah. But do you enjoy your new tent, John? Oh, yeah. Well, see, and I've only had it set up in the garage, so i got to get that one out. And We just got uh, our snow has melted here. We got oh. about... Uh, was it two and a half inches? And uh, that there just melted today, most of it. So I'm hoping to get out, I don't know, maybe this weekend. Awesome. We had a little bit of snow Gotta here. Got to test it out, you know. That's that, that's that picture you posted on your Facebook page saying you've wanted this tent forever. Yes. 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 Yep. And yes. that joy that so. and that happiness. <laughs> <laughs> so really, at the end of the day, John, does it really matter? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it gave you joy. It brought you happiness. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. and your wife's feet are nice and comfy and warm now in her new boots that you basically got for free. Yeah. Right. Because of your <laughs> moose jaw bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See? That, well, that See? part's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> duped i tell you duped duped, duped. <laughs> so sad <laughs> sad we was all duped uh you got anything else sean no um just want to remind people that uh they could take a look at our website theoutdoorkind.org we'll have some stuff up there about our end of the year fundraiser mm-hmm. and uh with the erie canal presentation and uh yeah we'd love to have you check that out, and we'll even set it up so that you can go back and look at the wildlife photography if you didn't see it at the time. Awesome. Be Derek, me. anything Be else? Me. I got nothing. You got nothing? Nothing. Nothing? Nada? Any <laughs> last-minute canoe trips? No. Really? I don't think so. Huh. No, I don't have any planned. Okay. Do <laughs> I do you? No, I was just wondering because when we raffle you off, maybe you'd raffle the canoe and <laughs> off as well. Let's do it. Derek in a canoe with a book, raffling it off. Highest yeah. bidders. <laughs> uh, no, I've got nothing else other than that. <laughs> uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream episodes at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at battlingadventuresradio.com and listen to them or stream and download all our episodes, 301. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. John Van Berger, thank you very much for coming on this evening, sir. Hey, thank you. It was a good time. Derek? Thanks for showing up. <laughs> Still got beer left over. That, oh, that was the end of our German one. Also, oh. I got stuff yeah. for, for next week. Excellent. So, yeah. Awesome. Excellent. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.